Welcome again to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. <laughs> you can do better. Come on, you can do better. I've heard you do better. <clears throat> Welcome to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. When you looked at me right there, I could barely see you, but it looked pretty great. That, that was great. What's up, podcast people? Hello! Yellow. Even though we are uh, not going to hold these on our faces the entire time, because they're pretty uncomfortable. Yes, they're wicked uncomfortable, actually. I like how it sits perfectly on my chin, so I can barely speak with them, and I can barely open my mouth. Yep, same here. So It's definitely asphyxiating. <laughs> I can't take you so serious. Can't, right you now. can't take me so serious. <laughs> so I can't <laughs> speak. Heard All right, all right. That's enough of that. For the uh, the re- the big reveal. <laughs> yeah, for the big reveal. <gasps> Look at that. That We're, wasn't it though. Welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> yeah, totally. We're bald as he <sighs> is. Nice. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, digging into exactly here. So I'm talking like this the yeah. whole time. It was inflamed not lip is what they call that. I'm gonna dig in first here. Oh, it's tight. It's tight, tight. like a toyga. I'm going to have a little sip of this here. Ice water. water. Oh, Ice no. Water. That was a little bit more than I wanted mm. to do. But, you know. Hit me. This is where we are now. <laughs> so for those of you listening to the podcast, not enjoying the visual eye experience. Uh, <laughs> the visual <we> ha- <laughs> eye experience. Yeah. As if there was a visual ear experience. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, interesting... Cheap dollar store mask on, and then we revealed cheap dollar store bald caps <laughs> that are uh, definitely coming up on the back. Ooh, are they? Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, Try my. to hit the table there, Hoss. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's delicate. All this work I put into soundproofing the table in a way that we can touch it. I know, it. and you just smacked it. <laughs> Whatever I can do to wow. help the cause. All right. Halloween episode. Yes, mate. It's Halloween-y. Look at yeah. Look at We're Halloweenies. Yes, we are. <laughs> Hollow weenies. Sounds like really disappointing. Yeah, it does. <laughs> ah, so we uh, partook in some Halloween festivities tonight. We did. We did indeed. Yeah. Uh, I I really enjoy the, what would you say, private or local haunted houses and attractions. It would definitely be local. Yeah, local. So... We went to a local farm that has mm-hmm. a uh, haunted hayride and a haunted maze, and it's they called do. Wood Creek Hollow. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. Um, I grew up working at one on Route 69, had a farm, and uh, it was. I worked inside the. They had like a haunted house, but it was a little bit smaller. But it was fun. I, I enjoyed working there, and it was a good time. Um, and so I like. I think there's a certain amount of charm to like the charm, not necessarily perfect, high budget. So what things. you're telling me is you think that things that are campy are cool. Yes, because it's definitely campy. They're yeah. never good. Never. Have you ever been to a good one? Yes. A good, like a truly great local one. Yeah. I think they all have their charm. Charm and good are not the same thing. Uh, so, I think we the thing with hay rides is I think they're pretty hard to pull off. 
Yeah. Especially because that's there's a lot that's involved. There is. And I think the big thing is obviously the safety of everyone involved causes kind of a major issue. Yeah. And we live in a, a safety scissors world already yeah. as it is. Yeah. So like necessarily chasing or walking around a moving thing that, you know, weighs however many tons. Several, most likely. Yeah, it just spells disaster for the majority of people. So, <laughs> you know... You're telling me people would get hurt by a tractor? Yes. they <laughs> yeah, get rolled probably. over. I could see it. I could definitely see it, um, too. But, you know, it wasn't... The Hayride had a pretty good ending, I would say. You know, that, that it kind of turned it around. But the, the stopping and knowing that every time they stopped, something was going to happen kind of... Yeah, there was no in between. That was that was what got me on the hayride. Yeah, it for me, the scariest stuff is the stuff you don't expect. Yeah. So even if it was just somebody coming up behind and like banging on the thing behind you, but yes. while you were in motion, like they yeah. sneak up on you, that's scary. Yeah, and I think they could have done that. They could have done it with less stops and more of that, and yeah. it makes it scary. Which is kind of funny because when we got to the maze, that's a lot what it was. Right. You know, yeah. there was. Uh, only a few people working in the haunted maze, which it really wasn't a maze. It was more of a path. It was. But I think in the end, at first I was a little disappointed. I think it had the illusion of being a maze. Yeah. yeah. At, at first I was a little disappointed. I'm like, oh man, it's not really a maze. Like I wanted to spend like a good hour in there trying to get out. But after we got in there and it was dark. And you didn't, really we didn't, dark. We made a pact not to use flashlights. I think it... Uh, so dark. Yeah, I think it it turned it around for me. Because it was overcast, too. Yeah. So there was no moonlight, there was no, no starlight, it was no. just darkness. Yeah, and I have to say, the funniest part was when I go, I don't think this thing to the right is a path, I think that's just the rose of corn, let's go straight, and I take like two steps forward, the clown pops out and goes, it wasn't a path, and like scares, the, <laughs> tries to scare us, and I mean, I jumped, obviously, because he, he was sitting pretty still, I have to say... The people, especially in the maze, or the werewolf that we ran into, they were really good. At, the like, werewolf was a right bro. Time. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> werewolf was such a bro. We're just sitting there talking. We're waiting in line for the hayride. Yep. We were first in line, and I was standing with my back to everything. And me we were well. all talking. And me and Corey were set, standing next to each other. We were talking to everybody in our group. We had like eight people. And we're all talking. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I hear Corey go, oh, hey there. Yeah, <laughs> and I look over, and there's just a, a fuzzy snout, a muzzle, <laughs> right here. Yeah, and I'm like, "Whoa, hey, buddy!" <laughs> yeah, I looked right up his nose. <laughs> that, that was, was pretty, pretty good. great. Yeah, but that was pretty good. I don't know why, but the one thing at these these haunted things that always gets me, like, I know that it's obviously, I know it's not real. Yeah. I know that there's nothing that can possibly hurt me. <laughs> but for whatever reason, the sound of the chainsaw. Always freaks me out, and I've yeah. used chainsaws before. It's not like yeah. it's not like I I've not personally dealt with them, but for some reason, in a very dark setting, when I hear a chainsaw start up inches behind me, yeah. it instantly sends well, chills. That, up was, my that spine. was the best because we turned the corner, and of course, I always end up being in the front every time. Yeah, because nothing really bothers me. I was up the back, which yeah. is just arguably yeah, it's, worse. It's as bad, I would say. And um, I'm walking. And we turn the corner, and there's just this long, so straight long. corridor. And I go... This isn't good. This is 
this isn't good. And on cue, <laughs> in Bryson's ear, yes, he starts the chainsaw. Dude, the guy was lit. I mean, I swear, if he could have been any closer, he'd have been in my rectum. That's how <laughs> close he was when he started that chainsaw. Yeah. And my, <laughs> my reaction... Completely out of yeah. it's 100% from the belly of my nature. Yeah. I, just, I just went, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, so we're just throwing that out now. <laughs> well, I guess we do have the explicit tag anyway, so there we go. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Now, I have to say the thing that got me, and it wasn't scary. I It was a creepy appreciation. We are going, and it's another pretty long straightaway, but I'm like, oh, that looks like the end. And we're walking, and then I hear rustling of corn and, like, steps coming down the co- the path, the path towards us. And I'm like, I'm looking up. I'm like, what the heck is that? It was so that? dark. It was so dark. Oh, wait. We got to tell the story before we get to that. Seriously. Because the chainsaw guy, oh, yeah, yeah, after yeah, right. he scared the crap out of me, and my wife actually peed a little. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I befriended him. Mm-hmm. At that point, he said after we talked for a second, and he said my name a couple times, which was him trying to creep me out further. Yeah, he said, "Make sure you say hi to my sister Annabelle, or no, Abigail. Abigail. Make sure you say hi to my sister Abigail." And yeah. I was like, "Okay, we'll do." <laughs> yeah. So now, now back to Corey's story. So we're walking, Corey's walking, story. and I'm like, "That's what we should call this podcast." I hear something coming, and then I look, and I'm looking straight, and then all of a sudden I look down crawling at like a impressive rate probably faster than i could run on all fours a girl just comes at us like like out of the, the ring or whatever and i was like that was crazy that was really creepy it's pouring out so she's yeah. crawling through the mud yeah and it's like such a true so dark that like she materializes like <laughs> 15 feet in front of us i was like that's good. That 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 was good that right was there. Good. That like made the trip. For that me. was like, good. She was the real MVP. And then as she scared, finished scaring Corey and my wife. Yeah. She came around to the back where I was. Yeah. And I said, "Hey, are you Abigail?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yes." And I said, "Your brother told me to say hello to you. I didn't catch his name though. What's his name again?" She goes, "Chainsaw Charlie." Like okay, your brother Chainsaw Charlie says hello. <laughs> um, I that's the thing. I wish that you were up front with me for that because that was that was good. That was like it was clutch. so well timed. And I have that's where the like I was saying the charm comes from because every once in a while they'll do something like I can appreciate a gem. That. that was good. Like you know some of the athleticism of some of the people. Yeah, that there are were like people jumping, jumping on up onto the side of the of the um, hay wagon and like climbing over, climbing over. Which th- from the ground they had to climb twelve feet. Yeah, probably anyway. Yeah, maybe more. And they're, they're doing tall. that. Who oh, knows how many times a night? A bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it's pretty cool. And like I said, it's cool to see because they you can tell they're pretty passionate about it and like into it. Mm. It's cool. Now the end of the hay ride. That that I think turned things up a notch. It did. It's it was it was the best part of yeah, the hayride. For sure. So they drove us into this enclosed tarp room. Yep. And then once we were in there, and by the way, there was like there's four strobe lights, one in each corner, yeah. like legitimate strobe lights. Yeah. That that like disorienting strobe lights, yeah. and 
they were going off the whole time. We get in there, they close everything around us, and then they started filling the room with smoke from the fog machine. Yeah. And so you could barely see. The lights were flashing unbelievably fast because they were strobes. Yeah. And then people started jumping over the railings into the into the actual hay wagon and, you know, grabbing people and shaking people. Yeah. And then, out of nowhere, Corey and I got our only, probably only real scare of the evening. Yeah. I mean, other than my mother effer, yeah. you know. Another than slightly guy. being creeped out by, by the Anna, yeah, yeah, Abigail. Yeah. But, yeah, um, the guy just had, the whole time he was just carrying around a prop, which we thought it was just a prop, yeah. of a gun, and he had like, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but he had uh, combat hand gloves on, yeah. and he had a 5'11 shirt on, which is yeah. like a combat shirt, and I'm like, cool, he's like a soldier zombie or something, right? And I'm like, that's pretty cool, and they were blasting like rock music, I thought it was really sweet. And then all of a sudden, you just hear a deafening boom because yeah. he actually shot yeah. a blank. Yeah. <laughs> and someone next to me was like, it's a cap gun. I'm like, that's not a cap no, gun. That, was, that yeah. was a legitimate blank. Yeah. I. Uh, if it was even a blank. <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, pretty crazy. And again, the, the charm comes because they have like, they stop and each one has its own theme. See, but I don't know if I really like that part, to be honest. I, I think it's not there was scary, no but co- it has its own thing. It's not just that. It's like there was no cohesion. Yeah. Like they had one, you stop here and it's Michael Myers. And you stop here and it's Freddy, Freddy versus Jason. And you stop yeah. here and it's clowns. And and that's cool, I suppose. But it harkens me back to the uh, the best haunted hayride I've ever been on, which was at Headless Horseman down in Poughkeepsie. And that is a killer, killer yeah. place. And there's no real comparison because that is not a campy thing to go yeah. to. Like that's a destination. Yeah. But there, the one, the year I went, it was themed as like a zombie apocalypse theme. Yeah. And it was insane. Like they had hordes of zombies chasing you around on this thing, and there was a headless horseman, like a legitimate person riding a black stallion around the whole time spooking you with a sword and a lantern yeah and um that thing that they did turned up to ten thousand. yeah by driving you into like an airplane hangar that was um like they closed the doors around you and then they blasted co2 from above you and you could it was like super cold it was like yeah. and it was like a decontamination chamber that was the first thing they did yeah. So they like decontaminated you. Or no, that was the last thing they did. They decontaminated you after the you'd been exposed to the zombies. Yeah. Like, and the whole thing was that theme. And there was like a giant 30-foot tall animatronic um, zombie creature thing that like was like, ooh, it breathes, breathes fire and crap. And there was like a car on fire over here. And like, yeah. it was insane. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is, uh, well, you we were talking as we're going through the maze and I think one of the coolest things they could have added, and I don't think anyone that works there will ever hear this. Probably not. But, um, Unless we like post another Facebook page. Yeah. But um, in Should the we? maze, if they had somebody on like stilts mm. or like high enough that at one point they could just kind of look down at you, Dude, that was, would be. Crazy. I was telling you, what they need is just like the at Headless Horseman where they had people on zip lines. Yeah, but that's oh my little... god. Yeah, I think that would be tough. That's not any harder than having somebody on stilts. You put two posts in the ground, put a zip line across yeah. it. Um, but I don't know. Can you imagine you're walking to... along through a cord maze and all of a sudden somebody's grabbing at you from above your head? Yeah. Yeah, see, <laughs> um, I think 
so I've have you ever been to KO in Utica? No. Um, they have four now. I think they have five different attractions, and the downfall there is that they're all the same kind of thing once you get into them. So there's a lot of gore and like scenes where that are like kind of <sighs> like that. That doesn't really get me going. Yeah, and then, like, it's all jump scares, and there's the strobe lights. And, I mean, they have one really cool section where there's, like, literally outside the entrance a downed helicopter with, like, loud uh, CB radio stuff playing. And, like, they set up some atmospheres really well, but then you get into it, and it's more of, like, the same. Right. You know, I think the problem is that they think they need to do, and this is in all places... In general, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to KO. I think you might enjoy it, you might not. It really depends on the kind of person you are. Um, but yeah, if you're a loser like Corey, <laughs> follow this opinion. Yeah, <laughs> kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the setup can often be scarier than the actual scare. You know, like in the maze tonight. The okay, we're due for another scare, and you're walking, and it doesn't. Yeah, happen. that's one thing I I'm, I'm on the fence with with yeah. that maze is that there was so much time of walking when nothing happened. Yeah, and I can't decide if I liked that because it made the suspense build for something to happen. Yeah, or if I didn't like it because not enough stuff happened. Because really, you think about it, we were in that maze for a good twenty five minutes. Yeah, and we probably we encountered what five people. Yeah. I don't know. There could have been probably a little bit more. But the problem is, you know, with the hayride is then it's bam, 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 bam. And then you're kind of like, okay, okay, <laughs> another person's yelling at us. Or like KO, there's another person following us. And that KO, they can't touch you. Yeah, here they could touch us. Yeah. We signed a waiver. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that... It all worked out. We didn't die. So, one of the attractions there is... Um, asylum and you go in and your group sits down in couches and there's a woman that comes out or maybe it's a man i don't know it doesn't really but like a receptionist goes they'll yeah. be right with you and then she gets a phone call and lets you in that was creepy because it felt like you were in like a 1800s asylum and yeah. i'm like this is legit and our buddy jake looks at me and goes yeah this is the best one so far then you walk in and you're going down a long hallway that looks like it's in an asylum and the people are there but they're not trying to scare you they're just doing crazy things like hitting their heads against the wall mm-hmm. and i'm like they got it like this is going to be the good one and then it quickly just turned into gore and jump scares mm. and it's like so they had the perfect setup and then they ruined yeah, it yeah like the I think for me, and you've been to a really good one, and it's been a while since I've been to a really good one, but the I don't want to go that way is the best way of doing it instead of jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. It's like you should see something and be like, oh, that do just I have doesn't to? look good. Yeah. Do I have to? Well, kind of like with once after we had encountered the Chainsaw Man on one long stretch, every time we ran into a long stretch... We subconsciously look behind us. Actually, I spent most of the time in the maze looking behind me. Yeah. Because as the man in the back, you know that you're likely to be snuck up on. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I apologize for any sniveling. Yeah. I'm getting over a cold. Yeah. Hopefully by the next episode, I'll be in good shape. Yeah. Might have to take this bald cap off soon. Why? Because I'm dying inside of it. <laughs> Joe Rogan, you have to stick with it. Commit. I don't know if I can... I don't think I can do it. It's too much pressure. It's too much. 
Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Okay. All better. There you go. Okay. I think we are, th- we have a victor. You put a hat on over your headphones and the ball cap. Sounds mm-hmm. good. We also have the light on for the porch, so I don't have to worry about things coming up behind us. Yeah, Corey's extra scared because we just got back from a haunted hayride. I'm not scared. You're extra scared. Not scared. I can smell your fear. From I'm not here. scared. I know you can't at home, viewers and listeners, but I can mm-hmm. smell it from here. I know the smell of fear. It smells like you smell. Yeah. So I remember <laughs> when I was little uh, going to Erie Canal Village and being on their haunted hayride. And they did it right. Like I said, they, it kept moving most of the time. But yeah, it, the stopping killed me. Yeah. I feel like it has to stay moving. They should have two speeds. One speed for scaring and one speed for not scaring. Yeah. And then there was the uh, um, the one I used to work at had a hayride. And what there was, they didn't stop either except once where it broke down and the lights would all go off and like... They wouldn't, nobody would rush at you, just hear the creepy noises around. And then the lights would all come back on, and the driver put on like a zombie mask. So it looked like he had been infected. That was pretty cool. Because it's all subtle, like. That is pretty cool. Creepy twists. Yeah. Um, or like, they had one, which I always wonder why more places don't do this, where they have somebody as like a dummy in the line. Then that person gets taken during the ride like literally taken like tonight somebody got got on the ride during the ride and just kept saying don't let them take me ah! and, and we're like the story's been written the story this is a story as old as time <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get you they're going you're gonna get got i'm sorry this is nothing we're, we can't touch them and rule number one and rule number three says we gotta stay in our seat so you know yeah, that was the first thing they said is they're like there are three rules one, you have to remain seated the whole time. Yes. Two, don't harass or uh, what heckle. was the word? Heckle. Don't heckle any of the uh, of the actors. And three was stay in your seat. That was wait. That was number one. <laughs> that was the joke that she repeated. It oh, was yeah. one and three. That was proud. There you go. Now you uh, finally get it. I'm sorry. It went way over my bald cap. Yes. So I think she got a little annoyed because we caught it and kept saying it. Remember rule one and three and stay seated. Yeah, we uh, we might have heckled a couple people too by accident. Yeah. But it's just in our nature. We can't help it. We're hecklers. Yeah. Um, our buddy Jake also is one of those people that likes to look at it and kind of point out where it could be better. We, we, the whole ride. Yeah. We were all like, there they are. Yeah. Well, no, the best part was Jake's job was to keep an eye behind us. <laughs> Three times in a row, they immediately show up behind us between him and I. And I'm like, like face in between, yeah, like face yeah, directly in between yeah. them. And I'm like, Jake, you really suck at this. And we're having like this conversation while this guy's trying to scare us right here. And I'm like, can you hold on a second? I'm so, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was, I think worth the 20 bucks. Part of it goes to a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's um, one thing I really liked about it is. They're donating a percentage of the por- of the uh, proceeds to the uh, CNY ASPCA. ASPCA. SPCA. Yep. Yes, and then SPCA. I have to say one of the coolest things For them was animals. that you get on the hayride and then they drop you off to do the maze and then you have to get back on the hayride. I think that's legit because it's not like, 
okay, we're going to take a break and do something else. It's like, boom, like you're in it. Yeah. In that environment. And yeah, like it's a little relaxed because there's somebody there telling you the rules and there's, you know, porta potties and stuff. But it's still kind of cool to be like, all right, we're away yeah. from that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Overall. I would have liked to see the maze be a little bit more mazy. Well, I think in a way they kind of can't. No. Because then, you know, it would get crazy. I've been. I've been in a maze that's a maze that has haunted things. And I think the go-to would be, like, have a couple of zones where, like, there's one uh, one or two people patrolling the zone. And if you run into the same people, at some point you have to find a way to kind of lead them out. Yeah. Um, you know, like, there's one main... There's, like, it gives the illusion of a maze, but really it's not. Some short dead ends. Yeah. Um, that might help. But again, I think... I like the maze as it'd be different it was. too. The maze would have been better, maybe, and I hate to say this, but if there was some light, like somewhere. Yeah, I think. Yeah, again, the problem is that too much dark. You can't have. It's a balance, you know. Well, if you're gonna, exp- that's what, what I'm saying is you can't have like for their situation. What they did was probably best, no. where it was like a path more than anything. Yeah, and it g- gave you a couple forks. But at the end of the day, it's going to take you to the same spot. Yeah, what would have been really cool is, like, if in the middle of the corn maze there's, like, a house you have to go through. That would have been crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that that was the way it was at uh, at Headless Horseman. They had, like, a corn maze that led into a series of buildings. Yeah. Well, like, that to me sounds like it's more of a... Let's, what's the word for it? It's an experience more than on a ride oh yes definitely you know like when you're yeah, in you it go in the in whole it. idea was like you ride the you ride the um hayride into this haunted place yeah and then it takes you to that part of it that you can only get to once you've ridden the hayride yeah which is all the crazy buildings and they had like games and all kinds of crazy stuff and like gift shops and everything and then but you're also on the back side of the entrance it's kind of weird it's yeah. like you come into the same place that you end but it's a section that you can't get to until you've gone through the hayride portion yeah which I think is really a really cool idea. Because, you know, it's like... I'm telling when you, you, you really to, enjoy it. You, you might actually get scared at that one. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing next weekend? We're going to Spamalot, bro. And that's Friday. I thought it was Saturday. No, that's Friday. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. We might be taking a trip. That'd be great. I'd like it. Um, but, again, it's like, think of... Then we have to do two Halloween episodes. Yeah, think of Disney. You know, you go in there, and it's, yeah, they have the food and all that stuff, but it's all themed, yeah. so you still feel like you're in that. And that's what I think they need to kind of do more at, and that's what theme. I think. That's, yeah. a, that's what I was getting at in the beginning. Yeah. I like the idea of having sort of a common theme. Like, I'm sure Headless does different stuff every year, but like, I, I keep referring back to the last time I went there, when it was zombie-themed, Yeah, and it just was great, because like, you went through all these buildings, and you found out, like... There's, like, a mad scientist in one of the areas that's, like, created this zombie plague. Yeah. Kind of like in uh, Blizzard. <laughs> What's yeah. his name? The um, dude from ICC in Warcraft. I never got that far. Oh, unfortunate. Yeah, uh, Doctor something or other. He was the guy who was behind the plague huh. in World of Warcraft. And he... Yeah, it was good. Yeah, super hmm. nerdy so- yeah. aside there. Um, I think... Yeah, it's... Looking at this, I have to say, though, it's pretty awesome that all the volunteers that make it happen... Yeah. 
you know it's it's definitely really cool um and i mean when i did it back in the day at the place i worked i found it enjoyable refresher i'm good um i i think it's fun and i mean it yeah scaring people is fun but i mean it's just yeah i worked in one when i was younger too it's a lot of fun it's an interesting experience. I think it definitely gives you, even on the, the local ones, gives you an idea of how they work. Mm-hmm. But uh, the bigger ones, obviously, with the bigger budget. Oh, I'm sure have... that they have a crazy budget. I would have to look up and see how much it is. If it's like 100 bucks a head, I'm not going. Yes, you are. I don't know if I can get Trina to go, man. Just this little one, she was pretty scared. That's okay. <laughs> She's going to be like, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Got a little bit of a chill. Must be that ghost in the window. Got him. You'd poop yourself right now. Yeah. I'd probably poop myself. Yeah, if something showed up there, yeah, well, definitely. Are you sure you want the light on? Now we can see what's out there. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> but, again, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I always like spending time with friends as corny as yeah it was nice to see everybody yeah and it's just that's the thing is shout out to all the friends yeah you know who you are you're gonna listen to this yeah and watch it you're gonna you're gonna gonna get on the you're gonna have to put up with this you're gonna get on the youtube and you're gonna come in here you're gonna listen and watch to this you are for the whole duration yep none of that four minutes and clicking off stuff i'll know will you though (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) oh man um so of all the halloween costumes you've ever had what was your favorite i've had a lot of them that were really stupid and lame yep so how about best and lamest okay my best one i ever had was probably when i was i think i was like 13 or 14 and i had this super legit costume of um phantom of the opera from the uh, masquerade scene where he's got the full skeleton mask mm-hmm. i had that whole get up like the tux the cape everything nice that was probably my best my worst well that was worst as in lamest or worst as in just laziest well <laughs> all right my laziest was definitely when i was in college i think it was my freshman year me and Matt, um, we dressed up as Batman and uh, I think Superman maybe, where we had literally, I had a Batman t-shirt where I had the Batman logo, and I had a beanie that you could pull down over your face and it was a bas- Batman mask, but then you put it up and it was just a regular beanie. That was Crazy. the whole costume. That was the lazy one. The lame one was probably when, well, there's two of them. The lamest was probably when Trina and I went as Jack and Diet Coke. It was perfect for me because because part of the costume was I had a a Jack Daniels t-shirt on. Mm -hmm. And I was literally carrying around a bottle of Jack with me and a Jack glass. And I would go over to Trina, who was wearing a Diet Coke shirt and carrying a bottle of a two liter of Diet Coke, she would pour some in my glass and I'd mix some Jack with it and I got all kinds of drinking on that evening. That was great. And uh, the other one that we did that was pretty lame, because costume uh, couples costumes by default are super lame. Mm. Just in case anybody's wondering, couples costumes are never cool. I don't care how cool you think you are, they're not. What we did was, um, I was uh, Jake 
from State Farm. Oh my gosh. So I dressed up in khakis and a red shirt and a little name tag that said Jake and it had State Farm on it. And I had like the little headset, like from a call center. And she dressed up as, I used an Xbox headset. Yeah, that was all I had. And she dressed up as Flo from Progressive. So she had like the like the thing in her hair and like the full white schmock going on with the flow name tag. Nice. That was the thing we did. Huh. All right. That My... one was was pretty gay. The best <laughs> costume I can remember was me in a it, where it raises your you have to wear this thing it's inflatable that increases oh, your God. shoulders from here to here i know which ones you're talking and about and then you put on this extra long thing where your pants are here so it makes you look like you're headless and it had skeleton fingers and you carry it around a skull i have to say that was probably the most legit one <laughs> and i actually used it in the haunted house i worked in and i would carry around bags and i was the headless like butler it was kind of cool. I liked that. And then, uh, because no one ever expected it, because it looked fake. Did it like, have the nipples fake... that were really close together for eye holes? No, it was uh, <laughs> like a, it looked like a butler outfit. Yeah. It was, I think it was called the Headless Butler. I'm just kidding. Although it would be hilarious if yeah. it had like if super it was, close. Like, like it, it was, was shirtless and it just had shirtless. super close together nipples that were like yeah. eye width apart. <laughs> no, it would be just like chest hair fuzz. <laughs> um, the lamest... That I thought would be cool is I got convinced going to Lava for Halloween. <laughs> Lava's a nightclub. Yeah, so... For those I, of you listening not in yeah, the local area. I decided that I would get one of those white face masks and turn it into the Phantom of the Opera mask. Because the white regular mask was like a dollar. The Phantom of the Opera one, the cheapest 30. one, was like $30. Yeah, I know. I bought a couple of them. Because the Phantom of the Opera mask is like my favorite mask. Yeah, so I cut it. And it looked pretty good, and I wore a red t-shirt with a black button-up and black pants and mm-hmm. black shoes. So I'm like, it's like kind of a cool... Ghetto phantom. Yeah, phantom. People won't recognize me. Yeah. I got recognized. The mask started like literally cutting my skin. It was a horrible thing. Why and, would you do that to yourself? Just buy the $30 mask. Yeah. And then uh, I lost all faith in the Green Ranger. He was my favorite ranger. You never told me this story. So uh, let's find out all about Corey's Green Power Ranger letdown. Growing up, the Green Power Ranger was my favorite Power Ranger. He was your bro. Yeah, he held it. He held it down for you. Yep. And uh, at Lava, the Green Power Ranger and the Red Power Ranger went past our group that was dancing about a dozen times. Every time, the Green Power Ranger grabbed my ass. That should have totally reaffirmed that the Green Power Ranger was also, not only were you his favorite, or not only was he your favorite, but you were also his favorite. Yeah. He was like, he was, that's my boy right there. breaking my heart. So then... Was it breaking your heart, or was it breaking your rectum? Both. <laughs> so then, uh, a year later, we go back, and I'm like, I ain't going to lava. Nope. Not doing it. Nope. We'll go Scarred to the turqu- Turquoise Tiger. Have a really unique experience there. Get some Moscow mules. Then we decide to go to the Rock Club, whatever that's called. The Rock yeah. Club. Yeah, they have. Oh yeah, there's a yeah, like the punk rock thing. Yeah, grunge. we go and they had a box where people had to check in, like anything that looked like a weapon or anything. 
which was full because it was a grunge place. Yeah. Everybody in, came in and put their chain knuckles in yeah, there. In the box, and I recognize it because I have one somewhere, is the green Power Rangers, like, knife that he blows into to summon his... Zord? Yeah, whatever it is. The Zord. Zord. I'm like, oh my yeah, cause god. It, or is it, <laughs> yeah, it's a Zord, because it's a Megazord when yeah. they all get together. So this is a year later. We go down, we're sitting on one of the couches, He's a red Power guy. Ranger and a green Power Ranger sit down next to us. I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. He's following me. It's over. I've been, it, I've been had. <laughs> uh, so from then on, I can't look at the green Power Ranger the same. Mm. It's kind of like the one Teletubby. You mean all of them? No, the one specific one. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yes, you do. Probably. You do. Dragon Man? <laughs> Shout out to Dragon Man. Shout out, Dragon Man. If you're not listening to this, are you, Dragon Man? Oh, man. That was, that I'm going to send this link to Dragon Man directly. You should. Um, Be like, hey, Dragon Man, check it out. We mentioned Dragon Man. Dragon yeah, Man. that was pretty bad. And then I was just obsessed as a kid with ninjas. <laughs> and at the point, my mom goes, you can't be a ninja anymore. Be something else. But you, you should have been like, but me. But me. But so then I'm like, fine, I'll be a Power Ranger. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> it's a Power Ninja. So uh, you got an idea for what you're going to be for Halloween or you want to keep it a secret? It's not going to be good, so... It's gonna be a stupid couple's outfit. I'm a I'm a married man. I don't get a choice anymore. Yeah. I think I've got a pretty decent one. What are you gonna be? Let's a, hear it. It's a skin from Fortnite. Oh my god, from two week. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got uh <laughs> That's great, right? It's a skull trooper. And it's all black clothes with the skeleton like bones painted on it. And then face paint to make your face look like a skull. I think actually Trina and I are just gonna wear T shirts. I'm going to wear a red t-shirt. She's going to wear a blue t-shirt. And mine's going to say... Uh, hers. Is, let's start with hers. Hers is going to have a big snowflake on it. Mm-hmm. And mine's going to have a Netflix logo. I don't get it. Netflix and chill. That's really bad. <laughs> Isn't that gay? <laughs> it's really bad. I feel like you can do better. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to bother. Dude. We were just going to go the t-shirt route this year. That's my idea. I don't know if I'm even going to do it. Well, we'll see, see, I've got this sweet bald cap now. Yeah. You so can be Joe Rogan. I can be Roe Jogan. And then I can give my bald cap to your wife. Roe Jogan now. He's trying it. He's trying Oh, I like the fact that it's over your headphones. Looks great. So, yeah. Clutch. We've, we've won the battle. Yeah. So, uh... When are you going to start taking mate trick-or-treating? I don't know, man. He's super young and super volatile right now. Yeah, but I feel like it's also the perfect chance for you to get all the candy. Yeah, but I shouldn't. I know, but that's the thing. It's like there's a certain age where he he's able to walk. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Run, possibly, sprint, possibly able to say something. Maybe not, but you could still take him. People are going to give him candy, and then you just not give him the candy, and he won't know no better. Yeah. And then at one That's point true. he's gonna get old enough to be like, wait a minute, I got all this candy. And That's go. my candy. <laughs> That's who, my dog. You know who's? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've actually told that story, have we? No, we haven't. 
Corey has made it a point to tell my son that everything's a dog. Yes. Everything. Yeah, I'll point to that computer. That's a dog. 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 That's the sad dog. thing is that That's it worked. That's a dog. I'm a dog. Yeah. These are dogs. Yeah. The sad thing is that it worked. Well, he's this big. <laughs> Standing from the table. Yeah. This big. He's wee. His brain is developing, and you're trying to mush him into this really, really dumb corner. <laughs> mush his brain, literally. Yes, you're trying to mush his brain. Poor All the soft guy. spots. Don't you touch my boy's soft spots. I'll give you new soft spots. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's Papa Bear right there. You don't mess with Papa Bear. Because then you got to deal with Mama Bear, and she's scarier yeah. than me. Papa Bear, go get Mama Bear. <laughs> Mama Bear, he's doing stuff over here. Can you? That's who you got to be. Mama Bear and Papa Bear? That's the... That has got to be... No. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why? Because it just is. No, it's not. It's, it's dumb. clever. Should I, like, dunk myself in tar... And then roll around in a great of, start. Uh, roll myself around in a vat of fur. So not gonna lie, I got these really crappy dollar store masks. If either of us were skinny, I was gonna get the children's Chewbacca outfit. But if it was an adult, I was gonna get whatever size they had, just so we could attempt to squeeze into it. That looks kind of like your son. What'd you say? No. It could be my son. It definitely looks like it could have come from the fruit of my loins. Yeah. I think not a lot, but a little bit, possibly. You decide. <laughs> Send Those us of you an watching. Email. Those of you listening are probably like, what the hell is going on? Send us an email. So, Babbleheads Podcast. Show the back of that out. mask. That has to be the most lazy thing. Look at all the foam. Yeah, at one point. It w- you know, at first it was just a flat, and then they're like, people are just saying it's uncomfortable. How can we make this better? How about two blocks of foam that are completely inorganically shaped? I feel like... I feel that'll like just cut off... They might as well have put two speak. blocks of wood. Yeah. <laughs> because they're not even... No. They don't squish. No. They don't squish. I mean, it, I gotta put some... Uh, if I put a lot of force on there, it squishes, but your face is... Does not exert no. this much force. No. You know, I gotta say, I drove by those cows. And you said dog? They're looking mighty tasty. Yeah. We we bought pumpkins from the people who live down the road from us today. Oh, and yeah. informed Corey that they also sell all the meats. And Corey was immediately intrigued. Yeah. Have we talked about this on a podcast episode before? Talk about what? Uh... The whole Joe Rogan talking about how he only eats meat that he hunts. Yeah, I think we might have. Maybe the last episode. So yeah, you can listen to that, but... This is the same idea, kind of. It's selling me more and more the idea of trying to get it more locally sourced. Yeah, not... This would be literally cows that have grown up their whole life a quarter mile down the road from my house. Yeah. And but they're, like they're you were saying, you can, you can pick the one you want. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go that far. I didn't say you could pick the one you want. I, I said you could pick the type you want. Ah, okay. They have two different kinds of cows. They have yeah. the long hair, which is a fancy word for them. There's like a, a breed. Yeah. And then there's the regular short hair. I wonder if they taste 
any different. I kind of yeah. want to try like a bit of each. Yeah, I, I'm, can, can I have the sampler platter? <laughs> <laughs> can you leave a little bit of the hair on one so I know the difference? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I the, mm. my only issue is Look that's that a lot. Strap still got the fur on it. Yeah, that, that's a lot of red meat for one man to consume. Even if I get like a sixteenth of a cow. Well, like I told you, my mom ended up with an eighth last year. And just to put this in perspective, it was twenty six pounds of ground beef. Oh my god! <coughs> Excuse me, twenty six pounds of ground beef. I want to say five or six roasts the size of my head. No. A, th- a full brisket, um, a bunch of ribs, and a bunch of like probably close to 15 to 20 pounds of steaks of different varieties. So it's probably 70 pounds of meat, I mean, I guess, 70 or 80. And how many meals do you think that is? A lot. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're just a dude. Yeah. I mean, a steak is a meal. Because these were inch to inch and a quarter thick. Yeah. Like, legit steaks. <laughs> like, not little baby, like, thin slice. These were like, throw them on the grill, and they're like, they stick up a good bit. Yeah, and the other thing is that you're supporting local. And, and the prices really, were actually fairly yeah, reasonable. I, it, I think yeah. if you just bought, like, by the pound... Ground beef was like four bucks a pound, which yeah. is what you pay in a grocery store or less. Oh yeah, and I and it's good, generally good quality as long as you trust the butcher. Which when the I, butcher around here is pretty reliable. The um, the other thing is I don't know if they actually include processing in the price. That's one thing for me. Like if I'm gonna buy a bunch of meat, I don't have the facility here to process it. Yeah. Like I can't buy a half a cow and butcher it myself. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to, man. I think the waste. I could. I don't get me wrong. I could. Well, I could hang it up out. in the garage, but yeah, mm, I, I'm not so sure. I trust myself. Yeah. Um. So half a cow is six hundred bucks. Members of my family hunt. I don't know how it is for you, but the reason I don't hunt things like deer is I don't like the meat. I love venison, so I would totally do it. But I mean, I think the only reason why I don't hunt personally. Is because I don't have enough time. Yeah. See, I have nothing wrong with killing a deer. No. If you're gonna eat the meat, I and again, me, I'm not a big really fan of killing for recently. sport. Never yeah. been a big fan of killing yeah. for sport. I haven't had it recently, so maybe I would like it. I bet you, if um, you had it done right, I think a lot of people who cook venison cook it wrong because it's so super super lean that it is really easy to screw up. Any type of lean meat. Because fat makes cooking meat easy. Yeah. Like, if you have a 80-20 burger, it's going to come out juicy. Like, yeah. you can burn it to a crisp, yeah. and it's going to come out juicy. But if you start with something that's 95% lean, or 9... In the case of venison, it's probably closer to, like, 98% lean, because it's just... You, when you eat venison, you look at it, it's just straight red. Like, there's yeah. no white in it. Yeah. Um, except for maybe the backstrap, which Joe Rogan talks about the backstrap a lot. The, the reason why you've probably never had backstrap before is because the only people who eat backstrap are people who kill the deer. Yeah. Because that's the part that no one gives away. Yeah. <laughs> it's the part that has the fat kind of marbled in and stuff, and it's just... Mm. 
Yeah. Well, I think it's also because of the animal itself. I mean, you look at a oh, cow. Oh, super lean. It doesn't do, do that much moving. Ooh. It does a lot of mooing, but not much moving. I'm, uh, I'm a little jealous. My brother used to have these things with his friends because he had a lot of hunter friends. And mm-hmm. my brother used to hunt. But I always wanted to go to one I never got invited because I was younger at the time. Mm-hmm. They used to have, um, around this time of year actually, like Thanksgiving time, they would all get together and they would have a game feast. And a bunch of their friends went to like Alaska and all this different, all these different places, and they'd come back and they would cook all this stuff up. So they would have everything from moose. They'd have elk and deer, and they would have um, like wild turkey and all this stuff. You know, just tons of different stuff, like dove, like just yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. And they would cook it all up and have just a huge smorgasbord of wild game. And I kind of have always wanted to try a lot of that stuff. I've never had, never had moose. I've had elk. I've had moose. Moose is pretty good. I've never had wild wild elk. It's always been like hmm. farm raised. No, I've had. I'm pretty sure I've had elk burgers. I've yeah, but that's moose. farm raised. If you've had elk no. burgers, it's farm no. That's elk. They made the burgers. My uncle hunted the. Oh, elk. okay. Never mind. Yeah, and then they got them processed. And all gotcha. That stuff. Because there's, you can buy it, like, if you go to different places, you can get, like, elk burger. Yeah. And... I think that, um, you know, I've filleted fish before. And oh, I've I had the fish. Um, I love, I hate bass. I don't hate it. I just not my favorite. Bass or rats, the water, though. They, they live in anything. Ba- uh, bass kind of are really gamey. Um, I've had fishy. one person cook them the way that, yeah, like gamey, fishy, same deal. Um, I had one person cook them that I liked them, and the breading would disgust you. The yeah. breading was made of Cheetos. No, that makes sense. And it really, for whatever reason, it masked the fishiness of the fish, which was kind of cool. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I love crappies. Oof. See, I. Crappie, perch. Sunfish are so good. Yeah. Uh, my uh, grandfather made uh, perch, and they're the poor man's shrimp. They're not bad. Yeah, they're they're the problem with perch. A lot of people don't bother with them. <clears throat> it's hard to get a perch that's big enough to even yeah. mess around with. And if you do mess around with them, you end up with little fish nuggets. Yeah. You got to catch a lot of fish. Yep. Well, that's like um, walleye is like the big fish. Walleye's good. My, uh, dad and uncle and all them catch and you gotta get the cheek meat i can't say i've ever literally cut out the cheek and uh what always used to kill me is um again i have no problem catching a fish filleting it but you know my dad would catch the fish put it on a stringer and then like throw it on land and it's over there going okay so what do you prefer let me put it this way when you're filleting a fish uh, Do you prefer to let them let them string out and die before you fillet them? Do you club them? I sever or do right you, behind its neck. I stab it, and the eyes go white and kill it. Like I cut the spinal cord. And all right, fillet. That's good. I'm cool with that. So, my father-in-law fillets them alive. Fillets them alive. Yeah, that's what my uncle and my dad do, and it kills me. It, it just breaks my heart. Yeah. I get that they're, like, people look at fish as, like, a vegetable of the sea. Yeah. But, like, for real, 
That fish is going through all. Can you imagine if somebody cut your skin off of you while you were living? Yeah. And no, I've uh, bullheads are the worst because we when we go camping up at Long Point State Park, we used to. They don't really do it as much as they used to, but uh, catch a lot of bullhead. Mm. And my uncle Redfield Reservoir is a lot of bullhead up too. My uncle showed us how to, on my dad's side, showed us how to fillet them. And you cut, and if you do it right, you can twist, snap the neck, and pull the meat off. It was I, cool. I don't remember the technique. I'm not a big fan of bullhead, so I didn't really care. What's your favorite type of uh, freshwater fish? Uh, I don't really have one. I don't... Perch, probably. It's weird. You're weird. I mean, perch tastes good, but... Uh, it's too the much worst work. part... I think my favorite snap the neck and pull the meat off, the heads would still be going... Oh, not that though. That that was some of the <laughs> belch. The heads were still belching. That was some of the nachos. But they're opening their mouths and like sucking air while they have nothing but heads. That that makes me sad. And I mean, I know some of it might be involuntary response. And what kills me is when you're but... filleting a fish and then it flips and you see it's flapping, it's meat flapping all over the place and. Oof, yikes. I would, I would, I, my preferred method is usually to string them. Yeah. Let them suffocate and then. You're yeah, done. but suffocation is still pretty bad. Uh, yeah, but it, I feel like once you've come to terms with it, <laughs> you sort of make peace with yourself. Uh, man, like, I... people who drown, at least in movies, I've never actually seen someone drown, but I feel like people who drown, it's like. <laughs> Super panic for a second, and then your the water fills your lungs, and you just come to peace with the fact that you're done. So I remember there was oh, it was the Prestige, the mm, movie, such a good movie. Because spoiler alert, in the Prestige, there's this trick where he can actually duplicate himself. Yep. And he sets it up that the copy of himself gets killed. Yep. Every time and locked into the water tank. In the water tank. And then he never knows if he's going to be the one in the tank or if he's going to make it out. Right. And uh, he has like a room full of dead hymns. And uh, his... Such a good movie. Yeah, his mentor... Go watch yeah, The Prestige. His mentor told him don't, early don't on... Don't click off. Because <laughs> they lost somebody. Was it his wife or somebody that I drowned? Forget. It's been a long and time. And he said that you know drowning is like being embraced by the sea and it's not that bad. And then, because an old sailor told him, and then he's like, no, the sailor, he lied that to make him feel better, that it was a, probably one of the worst ways to go. So I don't know if it's true or not, but actually I had this discussion with somebody recently where they said, you know, I think drowning would probably be not that bad to go. And I go, think about this. I don't know, man. Have you ever been drinking something and then accidentally got it down in your lungs and that horrible, like, it hurts. It doesn't feel good in your coffin. I, but like I said, I think that that you, hits you, the fact that your lungs just filled up with water and it hurts. Yeah. But then, like, in, I think very shortly after, maybe not instantly, very shortly after that, you go, it's all over. Yeah. And you so, just kind of sit there and you lose your buoyancy because you're, you're, you no longer have the air in your lungs and you sort of just start to sink and that's you just go, not, what really keeps you buoyant? Stuff out. in your lungs, but I'm um. I'm so outside. first of all, I so I look. Okay, do up. you even physics? They talk about how um, everything in your body. You're telling yourself, you know, just hold on a little longer, hold on a little longer, and then you get to the point where your body literally forces you to breathe it in, and that some people 
have lived up to 11 minutes before passing out. And that there's been some cases of people that after 30 minutes have been brought back. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And, but, in the same, in some of the, and again, this is just from Dr. Google, so (laughs) take it with a grain of salt, but some people actually, after they've been like resuscitated, they don't remember pain at all, but I, well, your body has this, your mind has this weird way of taking the pain out of your memory. Have you ever almost drowned before or felt like it? It happened to me once up at camp. And I won't say I learned who. to swim when I was two. I won't say who, but I was held under the water by somebody. Mm. And uh, somebody probably super awesome. Yeah, and you know, it, I don't think they realized it at the time, but like I hadn't, I'd come up and I hadn't really gotten enough air, and I was like, and it was, I remember it, it was scary, man. It was like just. Well, you probably thought you were gonna die. Yeah. So, so it was that. So I I would say that that would be something I'm not like afraid of it like I swim all the time I go and do things I probably shouldn't but you know it was not fun yeah. and uh, I actually read a book recently that talked about how you know when you see something where people end up in a river I've never really looked at it and be like wow that's really dangerous they're not gonna make it out I'm like they're just gonna float down river and get out how is this that big of a deal. <laughs> Actually, I guess it's pretty likely and dangerous that, like, your foot might get stuck between two rocks. Yeah. And then the current just drags you under. And I'm like, Water man, can be very dangerous. I think we take it kind of for granted. How I dangerous really it is? Yeah. Well, I mean, once you have a pool in your backyard, it's kind of like when we eat shark. Yeah. We're the master of the universe at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't even think about it. We're above it. So, like... There's always that humbling moment, though, which every human being needs to have a humbling moment. Yeah. If you haven't had a humbling moment in a long time, you get you one. Yeah. Um, because it puts you back on your level. It, yeah. it reminds you of the fact that you are but an animal on this planet. Yeah. Like the other day when I was walking the dog at 6 a.m. and I heard coyotes in the field next to me. Uh, you don't got to worry about coyotes usually. And the dog looked at me and just booked it and it sounded like they were chasing us. Yeah, that was a good time. That was scary. Because I, I know rationally that coyotes won't generally attack people. Generally not. But I'm walking. He's not a small dog, but he's a little bit smaller than a coyote right mm, now. Coyotes are pretty small. Yeah, some of them get pretty big. My uncle shoots them all the time, so I've seen him. Yeah. He's about maybe the same size. And if there's enough. Well, that's the problem. The reason why you almost got attacked by coyotes is because your uncle keeps shooting them. Yep. Oh, I I've mean, told him. I mean. As much as I'm, I'm sort of an advocate for that, as far as population control, the problem is shooting coyotes really isn't population no, control. Because they have the... They're weird creatures. They've evolved that when one of the pack dies, they, they actually go into reproduce heat. faster. Yep, they go into heat immediately. Yeah. It's yeah. like a biological defense against a population control. It's really strange. I think we've been so disconnected from real problems in life. Like, I was thinking about this today. Um, we've lost respect for a lot of things because I was watching this really campy horror movie where this guy was a blacksmith and he's looking for a spade. Does he know when to call one a spade? (laughs) So a shovel. (laughs) And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't know what made me think about it, but I go, man, you know, 
for us, that wouldn't be a big deal. You lose a shovel, okay, I'm going to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and buy a you shovel. You can go down to Walmart and buy like a $4 shovel. Yeah. Back in the day, if you broke a shovel or something, that was a big deal. Because someone had to pound that thing to shape or carve it if it was wood. Yeah. And then the handle would have to be curved. We live in a miraculous yeah. age, my friend. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I mean, you the you need or want for nothing. Pretty much. I think even some, for the most part, this is a broad generalization, but I think for the most part, even the poorer, poorer maybe not the poorest, but the poorer people in our country still basically want for I nothing. I still in think comparison. the poorest are better off than the poorest oh my back God. in the day. The poorest of today are a thousand times better yeah, off they're than the poorest probably of like 150 what the years ago. majority of people were. Yeah, no, I mean, you know? actually, I, I heard someone say, it's very wise. I heard them say that today, if you're an average American and have a vehicle of any kind, if it's a 72 Datsun, you have more mobility than a king did 300 years ago. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about. Well, you, I mean, think about it this way. How many miles do you have on your car? Like a hundred and some thousand. Yeah. So the moon is 213,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. How many? How, I mean, I know that I've put more than 213,000 miles on my cars over the years. So we've traveled to the moon. Yeah. I mean, the Roman Empire, the Roman emperors probably didn't travel as much as we have. And we're yeah. in our 20s. And now we celebrate things like Halloween and make ridiculous purchases. There was a mouse. Really? Yeah, he was outside. Oh. Nice. Oh, there he is. Look, he's jumping up against the window. Is he really? Yeah, right there. Look. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is... That's kind of cute, actually. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's actually something outside the window. Yep. It's a face in the window. It's just a mouse face. It's a mouse face. It's climbing inside your grill. He's trying to be inside the house. Yes. I hope that he stays out there because I've got Mousetrap right there with his name on it. Yeah, that'd be bad. I'd feel kind of bad. Why? Because he was cute? Are you going to yeah. name him? Is his name Jeeves now? His name's Roberto. R- Roberto? Roberto. You have to say it with the accent. Roberto. Roberto. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of crazy to think how small the world... Well, small the world is now. He's bad. And how big it was. I wish we could get that on camera because it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I've never I seen a mouse do that. I don't want to open the door just to let him in, but no. then he would die. Yes, he would immediately be killed. Look, at he just jumped like a foot. Poor little guy. <laughs> He's fine. He's probably just a little cold. Be, oh, wow. He just booked it that way. Well, there he goes again. Dude, they're so fast. Yeah, this is probably great content for the podcast, but holy crap. Yeah, no one cares. Sorry, guys. Sorry. If you're still listening, which you're not, there's a mouse. We're distracted. Yeah. It's running back and forth in front of this thing and jumping probably, well... The viewers can see it about a pain. It's yeah, jumping it's up. jumping a full pain from the yeah. floor up to a pain. Yeah, I, it's pretty crazy, and it could obviously see us. So it's trying to get inside the house because it I wants to live. I wonder if something's hunting it. Yeah, no, probably not. I bet you it just is cold. It's yeah, cold. I don't think that's it. I think yeah, there's something there. out there after. There's All cats. Right. Well, uh, we've gotten to the point now where this is breaking down from yes, a conversation. It was a good it. Halloween talk. I, I enjoy Halloween. I think, uh, I hope everyone has a good, safe Halloween. Get some candy. Don't find any uh, needles or razor blades. Yeah, this is going to be released just in time to give you that quality advice. Yeah, so have a good time. Drink responsibly. Hey, cheers to good Halloween, everybody. Yeah, cheers. <laughs>